1: I'm Eraldo Maglera, and welcome to another podcast episode of A Fit Life on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? The topic of our conversation today is sustainable fashion for a healthy environment. I have on the show today, Mr. Anthony Lalore. he is the founder and chief redesign for Throw NYC. Uh, Anthony has devoted 30 years of his fashion career to design, production, and building networks that help fashion industry clean up its supply chains and design mindful solutions to resource consumption. Anthony has worked for such notable designers as Bill Blass, Perry Ellis, and Club Monica. It is a pleasure to have him on the show today. So without further ado, please help me welcome to a fit life, Mr. Anthony Lalor. Hi, Anthony. How are you?
2: Hey there, Ralda. Thank you very much for having me
1: <laughs> Listen, it's an honor to have you on the show today. So I have a lot of things to uh, discuss with you and go over. For our listeners, for our audience listeners, please tell me a little bit about yourself.
2: Uh, I've... Um... From, uh, born in Newark, New Jersey. I I know we're not going back that far, but uh, I I gotta gotta be proud of my roots. Uh, Of course. Italian-American heritage. um, Grew up in New Jersey, attended um, Villanova University, where I studied um, psychology and art history, and uh, took that to Parsons School of Design, where I studied fashion design. Uh, The training at fashion design is... uh, is classical fashion, design, draping, pattern-making, apparel, uh, the art of the apparel industry, really. And from there, uh, went on to work with uh, Bill Blass, the uh, Mm. esteemed Seventh Avenue uh, designer, um, which was an amazing uh, kind of ivory tower type of a, a job. You know, just as as amazing as you can imagine it would be with uh, you know the movie stars and the models and the, uh, the president's wife and all of that stuff. right uh, so so that was a fantastic introduction into into the industry and at the same time, completely and utterly void of reality. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you know it's it's that kind of dichotomy and smack in the face that I think really. Uh, it helps hone um, one's uh, talents and sensibilities. Um, so from there, I went on to um, Club Monaco, where I was on the original design team at Club Monaco, mm-hmm. uh, moved up to Canada, lived in Toronto, really fantastic experience, uh, came back here to New York, worked for uh, a company that designed and manufactured uniforms for the cosmetic and fragrance industry which I had no idea was even a a thing right Um, but it's an enormous industry because the industry requires uniformity and consistency whether you're in you know Macy's in New York or San Francisco or wherever uh, the the Chanel counter has to look like the Chanel counter and so we, we, uh, we did that and they, they closed that company. My wife and I started our own company to do the same thing and wound up dealing with, uh, uh you know, the upper echelon of the cosmetic and fragrance industry, uh, you know, na- name the big names and, and they were clients. We were fortunate enough to be able to do it. And, and a project came across the desk, uh, that was really a fabulous project for one of the big designers and, um, it it required that we make thousands and thousands of banners and tablecloths for a sale at one of these major department stores.
1: Okay. And
2: and we did. Uh, the sale lasted two weeks and everything that we made got thrown in the trash. Hmm. And we, we, we both were left scratching our heads. Uh, we made... 15,000 tablecloths and 30,000 banners, a banner on each side of the tablecloth. Wow. So the tablecloth was two yards and the banners were a yard each. So that was four yards a piece. Let's say uh, 15,000. It, it wound up being the equivalent of 30 plus miles oh my of God. fabric. So, and it was polyester. Um, and we just thought this is this, it's a fantastic way to make money but it's <laughs> yes. it's but it's wrong it's wrong hmm. because we're extracting not us but extracting petroleum product to make the fabric and then it just gets thrown away it's not right. like it goes back to petroleum right. it's, it's just recycled right it's it's yeah so that that was right there that was the that was hmm. the Kick and the kick in the pants to say there's got to be a better way, and that was uh, '99. Okay. So since then we've been, you know, hardcore into sustainability. So was was
1: fashion always the the driving force in your life? Was it something you picked up? You think
2: along the way? Uh, there there was always a, a a leaning toward it. I I was always drawn to it, and you know, in truth, while at Villanova, I was supposed to be in a pre-med program, and I was for two years okay. um, because mom and dad wanted a doctor. <laughs> so, uh, yes. and, and, and I have an affinity to um, the biology and the, the arts and sciences. Mm-hmm. Um, what I was most drawn to was um, a form of artistic expression. And I didn't want to be a dancer or a painter. Okay. <laughs> so nothing, nothing wrong with either of those, but it wasn't my, my calling. And I thought that fashion, because we all have to wear clothing, whether it's fashion or style or utilitarian or whatever it is, right. we all have to wear clothing. So there's a, a, a beautiful mix of art and commerce, uh, there's a form of expression, but there's a business behind it because you can make something and people buy it. Right. So that was very attractive to me. And, mm. uh, you know, I, I kind of grew up on uh, glamorous black and white old movies, uh, you know, that I would watch on the weekends. And uh, I, I I thought that was, uh, you know, an amazing way to differentiate and storytell through apparel through clothing uh you know you could tell the difference between a gangster movie and a fred astaire movie yeah uh, because of the the clothing uh mm-hmm. you don't necessarily think about it all the time but so
1: tell our listeners what is a sustainability expert in case they're not quite sure
2: well just having been involved in trying to do things and steer things Sustainably, and by sustainably, you know, sustainability in uh, industry now is is more of a buzzword. A lot of people are doing it. Thank God, it's it's catching on with a lot of businesses. But it's catching on with businesses now because they see that it is financially a a good thing. But if you ask people about sustainability and what is sustainability, it means different things to different people, and so many different things. Anybody you ask is gonna give you a, a, a different answer. So mm-hmm. the, the root of it for me is in nature, nature and physics, and, and the root of the actual word uh, about sustainability is a, a self-preservation, it's a self-perpetuation. So in nature, uh, a tree grows, a seed drops, another tree grows. Uh, there's no waste. There's, you know, there's no garbage. It's a cycle, okay. and so how does the word expert get attached to it? Um, experience, you mm. know, uh, just living it and studying it and discussing it with peers and and teaching it and studying and you know and you right. Know, that's that's it.
1: Absolutely. So let's talk about your your company, Throw NYC. Yeah. Me, give me the 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 essence of Throw NYC
2: Throw NYC is a company that was started specifically to disrupt supply network and the life cycle of product, textiles or in, industrial product. And when I say disrupt the life cycle, what I mean is counter. To circular, it's linear. And and that's the way a lot of fashion is. It's designed, it's made, it's used, it's disposed of. Straight line. Right. The the cyclical part of it, like nature, is it's designed, it's made, it's used, it gets redesigned, it gets reused, and and it becomes feedstock for something else. So throw started as a brain download during a conversation with somebody at a trade show. The the trade show was about to end. It was a couple of hours from over and I was having a conversation with a woman who runs it. And she said, all this stuff has to go. I said, yeah, where's it go? She said, I don't know. It goes away. They take it. (laughs) I said, well, where's that? She said, I don't know. They take it. I said, well, can I have it? What are you going to do with it? I said, I'll, I'll, make, I'll make something. How about if I make bags for the next show? And she said, wow, that's a great idea. We're, we're, the next show is going to be about sustainability. We can tell a story. So I said, okay, what, what has to happen? She said, well, it has to be out of here at 11 o'clock tomorrow morning. And if you've ever been to the Javits Center, you know, it's this enormous Crystal yes. Palace yes. <laughs> uh, with banners hanging from the ceiling all over the place. And these things are, you know, some of them are 40 feet wide and 20 feet tall. And so I said, well, OK, look, if, if they are taking everything down anyway, if, if they can roll it up or fold it up, I'll get a truck here tomorrow and I'll bring it somewhere. So I called a buddy of mine who owns a factory can I bring stuff there? He said, yeah, what are you going to do with it? I said, I don't know. You and I are going to make bags. He said, okay. So he makes bags. So that's exactly what we did. I, when the fabric got there, I cut a piece off, I made a sample and sent it to them and they liked it. So we wound up making thousands of bags out of these banners. But in the process, what I did was I shot video of the product coming down from the ceiling being rolled up being mm. delivered to the factory cutting it up having a piece in the machine sewing the and I told the whole story through this quick video of how the bag went from being a banner to a bag well, and <laughs> and we we put in the inside of the bag we put a QR code so anybody could just hold their phone up to it and see that video of the process mm. and it became a really uh, a really fun accountability and storytelling and truth vehicle for how to disrupt the life cycle because it was going to the trash it was linear and Hmm. we made it cyclical
1: so that is the difference between recycle and upcycle correct
2: well yeah well recycling has a a tendency to go downstream things go from being something good and useful to something that's less good and less useful and Mm -hmm. it it degrades a little bit each time um upcycling is you're taking something and you're giving it a new and perhaps even better life they're both good
1: good so fashion industry is always changing more so in 2020 than ever before i think and so throw before the pandemic had a certain direction and then COVID came into the picture and you had to reimagine yourselves again or, or shift. T- tell me a little oh, yeah. bit about that, that direction you needed to take.
2: Yeah, so um, the, the beautiful thing about being in the fashion industry is the comfort level that you have with change because it, it's gotta be new all the time. And, and that was part of the reason that I really liked it. it I, I didn't want a, a same, same, same job. Um, mm. So I just told the story about the trade show. Right. So we, we started building this really fantastic business and supply network based on trade shows. Mm-hmm. And boom, March, totally Thelma and Louise, right off the cliff. Right. Um, no, no more trade shows. So that business just poof, evaporated. And we we were left trying to figure out what to do. Mm -hmm. And the factories that we work with were left with nothing to do because people were becoming afraid to come to work because they didn't want to get on the train. They didn't want to take public transportation. Uh, They were afraid of uh, spreading or getting uh, coronavirus in the factories, so we we pivoted again and figured out something else to do. And people needed masks, so we started making masks. Hmm. Um, and and we've been making, we I mean we really we made a lot of masks for um, a, a couple of different clients. One in particular, you know, several hundred thousand. Um, wow, that, and and that's nothing compared to what you know some of the companies are making. They're making millions. Um, but but that was good because we wound up being able to get uh, the the people who work in about five or six different factories back to work w- well in advance of uh, many businesses opening up again. Right. Uh, so so that was really fantastic, and mm. we transitioned again from that industrial version of the mask to a more fashion mask using uh, what in the industry is termed dead stock and it's the the fabric that's left over at the end of a, a production run there's not enough there to do another production run there's uh it might be stained or damaged or you know nobody bought it and it winds up in these fabric bins either in cutting rooms or in design rooms or even in uh, you know, the storefront fabric shops. So we started making masks out of these beautiful dead stock silks and masks and scarves. And, you know, that's kind of where we are now. And we're yeah. coming up with uh, a new collection. We got some stuff coming out for uh, Valentine's Day and anticipating. Yeah,
1: that was going to be my next question. What is coming up for
2: throw? Uh We're still doing the upcycling side of it. Uh, mm-hmm. we're still going to be using the dead stock and we're using something that I think is really interesting. Um, we're the, in, in the industry, there are these, um, segment of the industry called the cutting room and that's where the fabric gets shipped to gets cut into the pattern pieces. Mm-hmm. And then from there it goes to a factory and gets assembled, but in the cutting process, um, the pieces don't always, you know, they, they don't fit together like a hand in a glove. They, right. there's, the shapes are different. The shape of a sleeve is different uh, than the than the shape of an armhole. You you can't cut them together. So there's there's a hole. So we're taking these cutting room scraps. And turning them into things, uh, we're we're making uh, travel bags and cosmetic bags, and we're making masks out of them, and uh, just making use of stuff that's been deemed useless. And and whether you want to say you know trash to treasure or uh, <laughs> you know somebody one one man's uh, garbage is another man's treasure, whatever however you want to term it, we're Again, disrupting a a linear process and making it uh, cyclical. Mm. So how long has then throw been in business then? About a year and a half.
1: Okay. And I'm yeah. sure you've got got some great reviews. I'm sure that you've been uh, I'm sure magazines
2: have featured you. Some some have we we've got we got an interesting write up recently in uh, Bella magazine which is uh, yes. a New York um, New York magazine mm-hmm. um, we've we've gotten some coverage on some um, some TV news shows uh, in, in in advance of uh, Christmas we were you know featured as holiday pieces uh, I I think people think it's an interesting story and I I think that we make um, nice product. We, we put effort into it and the people that we work with take real pride in, in what they make. Yeah. It's, it's that there's,
1: good. there's room, right. It keeps evolving, right? It's a business it that keeps evolving.
2: So do you right. come up with the, um, with
1: the ideas Does your partner, come up with the ideas? How, how do you guys, how do you guys handle that? That's gotta be something like,
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, um, it's, it's mostly my job to do it. Okay, But, you know, it's, it's always a team effort. You know, from, from a design perspective, it doesn't matter how great something I think is as a designer. It's, it's the collaboration between um, design and the people making it and mm-hmm. the people selling it. You know, if I, can, I can make what I think is great. And the, the factory will say, well, you know, the, there's a better way to make this. Right. And of course, I'm going to listen. And the, <laughs> the, the people selling will say, you know, we could probably sell more of these if you took the third sleeve off of that sweater. Um, <laughs> so it, it's it's collaboration. And this, again, goes goes back to, you know, me saying that the first job with Bill Blass was a real ivory tower job. Uh, you know, we we were allowed to think that what we were making was great because we were making it. Hmm. When in reality, it was great great because of the people involved in making it. Okay. Which is, yeah, it's a subtle difference, but everybody brings a little something to the table that makes the product better than any one mind or hand can make it. And so, and that's what I think is the the beautiful thing about making things. Hmm. So, what do you think of
1: fashion today where do you where do you see it going? Do you see some 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 really bright um designers coming on? Do you see some repetitive trends that we're in? What do you see of fashion today?
2: Um, I, I I think fashion today has Gotten a bit sloppy, personally. Okay. Um, however, I, all, all hope is not lost. <laughs> I, I, I don't mean to be um, a snob about it. Here I am, dressed almost in my pajamas. No, um, no. But but that's that's the direction fashion has gone. It's gone toward comfort. We do Zoom calls. We we need to be dressed from the waist up. Right. You know. Right. Um, so fashion has. Morphed uh, dress shirt sales are down. Ties are down. Suits are down. Dress shoes are down. Um, what's what's up? Comfortable things still: yoga pants, sweatpants, sweaters, uh, hoodies, t-shirts, turtlenecks. Comfortable stuff that is multi-use, and uh, I I think that is sticking around for a while. You know, the genie's out of the bottle.
1: Is that, is that a reflection on the current society? Basically a little bit of more relaxed and normal, is that? I,
2: I, I, I think it is, and, and to an extent, I think that there is um, there's something unfortunate about it. You know, I, I talked about liking the old and classic black and white movies as a kid in part because there was an elegance to it 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 almost didn't matter what your socioeconomic status was there was a pride in your sunday best there was a pride in in getting dressed uh, whether it was to go to work or go to church or go to dinner or or be out of the house you didn't go out of the house in your pajamas and it's, it's unfortunate that it's gotten a bit too relaxed. Now, it's not lost. We can still have comfortable clothing that looks good and, and, and works in a number of uh, different settings, whether it's um, dinner or lounging at home. Mm. Um, it, it can still be a sense of elegance and pride in it. And, you know, when, when I went to Parsons, Believe it or not, as designers who are supposed to be, you know, creative and, you know, wear what you want and make what you want, we were not allowed to wear jeans because Hmm. they weren't called jeans. They were called dungarees. And they, you know, there was the emergence of designer denim and designer jeans at the time. But for the most part, the generation that was teaching us new jeans to be workwear and dungarees meant for shoveling dung hmm. so they didn't want us associating with it and wow. i i was a, a bit of a smart ass um, <laughs> and i i thought i picked a day when i knew the uh, <laughs> the headmaster or the dean wasn't going to be there and i came strolling in off the elevator with my jeans on and she was standing right there and where are you going i said i'm coming to to school (laughs) uh no you're going home to change to change and she actually sent me home i lived in new jersey i had to take the bus back to new jersey oh my god change, change and then go back to school so there there there's a (laughs) there's a lesson in that lesson we learn right by the the way i wear jeans every day (laughs) (laughs) there you go um
1: two more questions anthony um tell me about what's what's coming up for throw anything we should be uh on the lookout for
2: well uh we we're gonna be uh launching some some fun stuff for valentine's day uh some some pink and red some pretty silks um we're gonna do some some uh travel related stuff even though People might not think they're going to be traveling anytime soon. You know, you do a little uh, staycation or, uh, you know, you go to an Airbnb or you go camping. And So we're going to make some some little travel accessories, some travel bags out of uh, some dead stock silks and uh, some cutting room excess. Uh, We're going to be doing some pillowcases and masks and uh, things like that. Stuff that we can get out of the the pieces that are yep. that are left over uh,
1: excellent, so here's my uh left field question that I ask everybody. Oh great. Where do you see, do you see yourself five years from now?
2: Wow, I hope on a Harley somewhere <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think you will,
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, um. Honestly, I, I hope I'm still doing more more of the same. Uh, m- maybe at a larger volume. I certainly would like the uh, the scale to get back up there, um, and and that will as society gets back to work and functioning a little bit more normally. Though I don't ever think we'll we'll get back to the old, but we'll we'll be comfortable with a new normal. Hmm. Um, Uh, I I still would like to be designing and manufacturing and um, it brings joy and delight. I'd like to be designing things that are desirable to people and uh, covetable. Good.
1: Uh, Give me some of your social media handles and your website if you can.
2: Uh, Website is Mm throw.nyc. Social media is uh, throw underscore nyc. And that's for um, Facebook,
1: Twitter, and, uh, right? Twitter, and, or Facebook, and Instagram, yeah, Instagram. all that. Yeah. Well, listen, um, it's been a pleasure had speaking uh, yeah, with you. you. It's my, been I really, really good. Appreciate it. I have learned a lot. You know, I I I wish you nothing but the success. Thank you. Obviously, we can all you know get over this pandemic thing and start 21 and a brighter light. I guess that's that's all we can hope for. And. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you for being on the show. Uh, yeah, thank you very all, all much. All the best, of course. All the best to you. And uh, we'll, we'll speak to you soon. Good. Okay, thank you. Thanks Bye again. Now. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that is it for this episode of A Fit Life. I want to thank our guest, Mr. Anthony Lelore, for a great conversation. I hope you all enjoyed it as much as I did. And if you did, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We are available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Any comments or questions you'd like to submit, you can do so at Eraldo Maglara on Instagram and Twitter. In closing, if you are interested in advertising on this show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. For A Fit Life, I'm Eraldo Maglara here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe?
0: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at grammarly.com slash podcast. That's grammarl slash podcast. Easier said, done.